This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tuesday, January 31st. 2023. What's up? Welcome in. We're Grant and Danny. You are listening to The Fan. Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus, who is a contracts expert, salary cap guru, joins us at 3 o'clock so we can talk about trying to get Deron Payne under contract. Barry Sverluga, Washington Post, wrote a story today about how the Nats will likely be under learnership ownership for the entire season. We will discuss that update with Barry at 5 o'clock right here on Grant and Danny. What's up, GP? I, I I feel like the need to put some of these rumors to bed. People have asked you, and they've asked me. Certainly, I met Funny Danny Grant at Grant H. Paulson on Twitter. They've asked Darius. They've even asked Ryan. Um, with some guys turning things down, other guys accepting, none of us are going to the Pro Bowl. I want to be very clear about that. That's Major Tutty stuff. That's Tyler Huntley, a guy that started four games for the Ravens. That's for them. We were asked, but we couldn't do it. It conflicts with our schedule of doing absolutely nothing and sitting on the couch. So we will not be going to the Pro Bowl. I just want to put those rumors to bed. So far. Yeah. I have a couple more people bow out. I don't know how you much. You think about making the trip? Lower down the list they got to go, but I would be interested. Tyler Huntley, let's start there. Added to the AFC Pro Bowl roster. He played in a handful of games this year. He made four starts. Four starts. Two touchdowns, three interceptions. He ranked in passing DVOA in the AFC. Uh-huh. He ranked 27th, I believe. Okay. There were 16 starters. Yeah. I don't know how many guys played in the AFC. That's not a very high number. It's not where you want to rank, obviously. Uh, the Pro Bowl has become a multi-day skills competition that's going to end and culminate with a flag football game at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Derek Carr, by the way. Found out today he's going to the Pro Bowl. The Derek Carr who got benched by the Raiders with a couple of weeks left, uh-huh. leading the NFL in interceptions, and who we don't we haven't really talked much about this on the show, but I have major questions about how it worked at the end of the year that he just left the team. You know, it was kind of billed as the Raiders said they didn't want him around for, as a distraction. I have no history of that happening. There's not really a precedent other than Marcus Mariota rolling out on the Falcons when he was angry that they went to Desmond Ritter, I think it's reasonable to assume that Derek Carr took that so badly that he left the club, possibly. Regardless, he gets to go to the Pro Bowl now? That's a little bit less outrageous or egregious <laughs> than Tyler Huntley? But that's just because Derek Carr actually played, albeit not all that well this year. So I say all that, Danny, to tell you that it is time to get rid of this event altogether. It is time to get rid of the Pro Bowl in all of its forms. There's not a game anymore. Remember, there was such a, a bad version of the game. They stopped tackling that they were going to, to flag football now anyway. I like all the competitions, but we don't have to name anyone pro bowlers, I don't think. We could just have players show up and do fun competitions if we want to do that. They are delegitimizing being a pro bowler. It invalidates what is an actual accomplishment 
for the really good players. Tyler Huntley has no business being a pro bowler. With all due respect to a guy that I've liked coming off the bench for the Ravens and have rooted for in Tyler Huntley. He had an incredible preseason game at FedEx Field that I watched. And ever since then, I've kind of overinflated how good he is. Enough with the Pro Bowl, though. On his Pro Football Reference page, for the rest of time, it's going to say he's made a Pro Bowl. Do you know how delegitimizing that really is? It, it, it cheapens the accomplishment for the, for the real Pro Bowlers, as you said. And it's one of those things where we'll forget about. Now, it, with, with Tyler Huntley, it's not a, a risk factor here, but bear with me. For a lot of guys, we're thinking about Hall of Fame candidacy. We're thinking about you know uh, legacy type things, right? Do they belong in the Ring of Honor for their for their team or this and that? And again, that's not a Tyler Huntley equation. But when we look back in five, 10, 15 years, are we going to remember that it's this asterisk kind of thing where a guy was named after seventeen people dropped out, no one else was available, and like he was like, "Sure, I'm already flying towards the West Coast anyway. I'll stop over." You know what I mean? Like it used to be. This thing that everybody sort of agreed. Yes, that was a Pro Bowl player. And eventually, sometimes you get somebody based on rep. Like you get a left tackle that didn't have that great of a season or maybe missed a couple of games, but because he'd been a perennial Pro Bowler, he ends up there anyway. Okay. Those mistakes kind of happened. It's now, as you said, delegitimized, cheapened to the point that we're going, what are we even really doing here? We need to sort of scrap it, come up with another way to do it. Because here's what happens a lot of times. Guys have these things negotiated into contracts. Where if I'm a Pro Bowl player, I get 100 grand, 150 grand, 200 grand, half a million oh, yeah, I dollars. Or whatever. If Huntley hit the the jackpot with this, and maybe players found out about that and voted him in there to, to get him a, a little bit of scratch. If so, great for him. But when we're talking about because the Pro Bowl is more, I mean, it's it's nice for players to get recognition. You saw what it meant to Jeremy Reeves, for example. You saw what it meant to, to Terry McLaurin and John Allen and those guys. And that's right; those guys should be Pro Bowlers, and they are. We need to find a way to restore whatever that is. Maybe with a new term, maybe with a new honor, honoree designation, something to say, this was the group of the best hundred, for the sake of argument. Here are the all pros, the group of the best 22, and then the second best, the, the next 22. You know what I mean? Because all pros still matters. That Pro Bowl designation now matters less than it ever did, which is a shame. Because again, think of the reaction that Jeremy Reeves had, how much that should still mean. Jeremy Reeves, you got the same honor as Tyler Huntley who started four games. Yeah. Cheapens it. And it's not fair to the guys who have earned Pro Bowls. You know, Dak Prescott, just as an example, is a two-time Pro Bowler. Or Russell Wilson's a nine-timer. Or Drew Brees is a 13-timer. That now, when it comes up and you go, yeah, but Dak's been to a couple Pro Bowls, someone will say, yeah, what does that mean? Tyler Huntley went to a Pro Bowl. But when he went to his two, it was actually at a time where the Pro Bowl might have mattered a little bit more. And getting on the roster was easier. It's just not good for anybody. In fact... I'm not going to blame Huntley because no, he's minding his business. It's not his fault, and he should want the honor. But I probably would have turned it down. Uh, to be completely frank, I, I would have said I threw two touchdown passes and three interceptions. I started in less than a quarter of the games, and I didn't play at a particularly high level. I'm probably not going to go to the Pro Bowl. Thank you for the offer, but it's not his fault. I mean, it's just a broken system. But officially, as of today, dead system. Something's got to change, whether it's taking uh, player balloting away or fan balloting. I don't really care. Whoever is responsible for him having been so high up the list that he's going to the Pro Bowl, that group doesn't get to vote anymore. And again, if you just want to get rid of this thing altogether and just have a, a collection of players that get named Pro Bowlers based on a panel that watches football, all pro style, do that. Cool. Because that's better at this point. Uh, kudos to the Wizards before we get going. After their win last night, that's six in a row now. Denny Avdia, career high, 25 points. They blew out San Antonio, a 21-point win on the road. 
This was their first win at the Spurs since 1999. Say that one more time. They have not won in San Antonio before last night since a Wizards team led by Mitch Richmond uh-huh. and Ike Austin in 1999, 1999 when your boy was in sixth grade. Unfathomable. that that Now, listen, it's not a divisional opponent. You're not playing two or three or four times a year. You go there once, you make that trip. Still, to not have that happen in a quarter century is one of the all-time streaks. Staggering. So, listen, that San Antonio team is wretched by design right now. They're bad. I'll put that aside for what a second. What a great organization they are, by the way. Yeah. When they're good, they win championships uh-huh. and they compete for championships. And when they're not good, they do a thing where they get really, really bad. Oh, yeah. And they'll end up with Wembyana in the number one spot this year or something like that. Indeed. And they'll, they'll run it all back. I'll tell you what they'll, they won't do is do whatever we're doing here. That's just a great organization in San Antonio. I echo everything you just said. A quarter of a century between W's. Like, not even, you couldn't catch them at a time where, where, where Tim Duncan. Had had to rest because his knee banged into someone else's the other night. You couldn't catch him one night where, where David Robinson had, the, had had a cold or Sean Elliott wasn't available or Avery Johnson was sick. Like you had never one time in almost twenty five years. Antonio Daniels. That's got you. insane. Insane. They, uh, I think, more than anything else, last night probably happy to see what they got out of Denny Avdia who's playing a little bit more and producing. This is Wes Unsell Jr. on Obvious Performance. You know, he's he's figuring it out. You know, I think early in the year, he, his finishing wasn't great. We've I've seen a huge uptick in that area, and that's, I think that's really helped him. Yeah, it's, I mean, some of it is attacking in transition, attacking the basket on drives, um, getting downhill and picking rolls, but it's more the quick decisions, you know, where he's not overthinking it. Um, you know, he's making the right play at the right time if that's what it needs. Um, if he feels like he's got an angle, he can attack, he's going to do that. It's good to see him showing some growth, getting to the rim on offense. Six wins in a row, but I'm going to pour a little cold water on this for a moment. In this six-game winning streak, so San Antonio is horrific. They're bad. They're the third-worst team in the NBA. They're within two wins of the bottom in the entire association right now. They've also beaten the Pelicans, Rockets, Mavericks, who are about 500, and Magic during this stretch. Orlando's playing a little bit better. But I did the math for you. The teams that they have beaten in this winning streak are a combined 57 games under 500, if my math is correct. And that's with the Pelicans over 500, by the way. And they, of course, didn't play Zion or Brandon Ingram, who were both injured uh, for that one. But listen, you beat the teams that are actively tanking, you'll end up as the 8 or 9 seed. If those are your only wins. Or the 10 seed. Yeah, or, or even the 10 seed. But th- that's there's, there's a dividing line in the league where are you actively trying to compete? Check yes or no. If the answer is no, you're below where the Wizards are and purposely by design going somewhere and trying to figure something else out. If you're a yes and you're st- and you're only just a game or two above those actively tanking teams, it's not quite time to celebrate just yet, to your point. They have put together six straight wins. They're playing better basketball. It's great to see Avdi actually do something. That's the guy they saw who they thought would be here when they drafted him ninth overall. They were thinking about trading up to take him reportedly in that draft, and he fell to them at nine. That's what they thought they were getting was this guy that could do a little bit of everything that could be aggressive, that could rebound, that could defend, that could uh, you know be active in the open court and do a bunch of things. They're finally starting to see that here over, over this last week. I want to see if they can continue to play good ball against some better competition, but six straight wins isn't nothing. Yeah. It's two times now here in the last month or so that they've won at least five straight with a lot of losing sandwiched around that. So we'll see how long they can 
stay hot. And speaking of staying hot, Capitals are going to have to get on a roll coming out of their break. They got their last game tonight before the All-Star break. So the NHL All-Star festivities are this weekend. Uh, They're in Sunrise, Florida, I believe. The Caps are in Columbus for their final game of this unofficial first half, if you will, to take on the Jackets, who are the worst team in the NHL. They have 33 points, lowest in hockey. They've won three times in their last 10 games. Washington gets 12 days off after this game. They need it. They come in rested. They do need it because they got a lot of injuries, a lot of guys that are banged up, trade deadline looming after the break. But these two points are massive. Not only because of where they're at in the standings and how tight everything's gotten in the playoff picture, but Danny, Columbus is just so bad that you can't let up in these situations. You're going to play really good teams. You're going to play teams that are even with you for the majority of the rest of the season. On the rare occasion where you get to play a doormat-type club, you just have to get your two points in regulation. It's the same convo we had with the Arizona game. I'm sorry it's not ideal right now. I know everybody's banged up. I know Backstrom isn't 100% coming back, even though he scored the other night in that boat race game against Toronto. Two points, please. Two points, please. Two points, please. And if somehow they end up with one, I don't care. They're not a factor in the standings. Two points, please. you got to harvest those, Eddie Jordan style. I've got an update for you on something we talked about yesterday. I'd like it. So I don't know if you remember our conversation or not during the double play yesterday about Girl Scout cookies. It is Girl Scout cookie season, apparently. Yes. Girl Scout cookies are coming back. Mm-hmm. There were way more types of Girl Scout cookies than you and I knew. Right. We went through all the cookies on the list. We broke them all down in detail. You can go back and podcast that if you'd like at thefandc.com. It came to my attention when I was reading the description of all the cookies that the tag-along sounded a lot like a cookie I would love. Yes. It's not a cookie I've ever eaten, though. I'd only really ever done the Thin Mint thing. Right. You, For people that don't know, my co-host Grant Paulson, if he finds a lane, that's his lane. We'll he's, drive He's going ahead and stay in that lane. I don't need a blinker. Right. I don't change lanes. We're just going to keep driving. Right straight in that ahead. lane. Iceberg, right ahead. Doesn't matter. We're going straight. What's on a tag-along? How would you describe a tag-along? That, that's the, uh, the name's escape. It's the peanut butter chocolate explosion? I think it's... Exactly. Yeah. It's chocolate and peanut butter. Is there anything else to it? I think there's... There's some kind of a cookie, like There a may be a, a cookie in the, in the interior to hold the thing together. Because it's not a peanut butter cup. So I ask you that just for the witnesses out there so that they know what we're talking about. Exactly. Right, right, right. Sure. I had a tag along today. Go on. Pete Medhurst brought me this little baggie. By God, that's Pete's music. The Ziploc here. Yeah. Three tag-alongs. I've eaten one of them. You have? I loved it. Look at the tag-along. I loved it. Making a play. I told you they're good. Now, in a million years, I probably wouldn't have tried it. The name sounded kind of wacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks... Yep. The thing that surprises me a little bit is it looks like a Thin Mint. Right. It almost looks identical to a Thin Mint, in fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised somewhere along the way, I didn't accidentally eat a Tagalong thinking it was a Thin Mint, but I guess it's the color of the boxes. Are Tagalongs red? Uh, it's... It sounds right. I want to. I thought it was like orange. Maybe mints are green. It's the green one. So I, I would have seen the other color box, and I just wouldn't have gotten it. But maybe I've never been in a setting where they just have the the Girl Scout cookies already out. Because if I would have accidentally picked one up and grabbed it, I would have known. You'd been wow surprised, like but this is delicious. What I think the, I like them enough that I would eat them again. Look at this. Wow. Not even a. They're tolerable. Like no. If my wife said, "Let's get five boxes thin mints, one box of tagalong," that's what I was going to ask you. I would. I would probably say, "What about six boxes of thin mints?" But if she said no, then I'd say, okay, fine. 
do do your thing. What a, that's what I was going to say. What about it as a supplement, as a change of pace, a little palate cleanse from the Thin Mint? I don't hate it. Right? It's got a... Now, I'm not a candy bar guy, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, for good reason. Good reason, I, right. I don't like caramel right. or, or the nuts or any of the weird stuff in there. Mm-hmm. The cooked sugar is not for you. Having said that, I love Kit Kat, which I think a tag-along and a Kit Kat are really first cousins. Get some cousins there. You ever had a Reese's Stick? Reese's Sticks are one of my favorites. Treats. I yeah, haven't had in a long time. That's, that's like a tag along yeah, friend. Exactly. Yeah. A, a Reese's. They went stick. to summer camp together. They have, they they know each other. Um, I don't think that they have probably ever like had overnights, mm-hmm. but I think they've probably been in the same group on field trips. With yep. the, like one of their dads was a chaperone. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Maybe in the same class at some point. So I also have an update about Girl Scout cookies. Oh, well, let's hear it. So uh, Would you, you met- like a tag along while you tell me it? I can't do it, my friend. Just one? No. Because I can't do just one. You know that. Well, but the, if there's only one in the bag, sure you can. There's two there. I'm seeing them. But I'll, I'll take the other one and give it to Darius. You them both. Or, or to Ryan. You you take them. You earned them. Okay. So um, you you mentioned a way to to, to, to hear past audio from the Grant and Nanny program. Yes. Or you can podcast us. Odyssey app, fandc.com, that whole nine. Uh, someone you know that I know very well did that. Someone I'm married to. Oh, boy. And... um. She heard me say what I said about Samoas. You remember the Samoa? It's the dumb coconut one. Yeah, it's the worst cookie that they offer. But right. w- what did you say that got you in trouble? I don't uh, remember. That, that it's a dumb cookie. What and is it, a dumb it's, cookie? That it's a waste of time. And there's a thing among, there are people among us. They're just walking around right now. Walking around among you. Your coworker might be, the person right next to you might be him or her. You don't know. They're just strutting around. That car next to you at the light right now to your left? Might be one of these people coconut people and they'll Ugh. they want coconut all the day they want it in everything they want it to, they want they want it to do what the cranberry did to all the juices i think coconut legit is my least favorite taste i hate coconut hate it coconut water seat at the table just like n- nice little oh. flavoring on, on the water for me Not I, for that's me. fine the coconut in my candy or my cookie or anything that i would like to taste good you're ruining it anyway the lady wife caught wind of that oh buddy Hell to pay. I, I, I'm just saying. If I don't show up tomorrow, it was her. We'll know that you'll know exactly what happened. You Joan, but what if like you actually don't show up tomorrow now? And then you have to look, <laughs> and then I have to be like, <laughs> well, he did tell us that he said something bad about Samoas, and like the cops actually have to ask your wife about that. Uh, what was like, this? Can you talk about the Samoa incident on uh, 29 January? He's Danny. I'm Grant. This is the fan. There is a top 50 free agents list. That came out today on ESPN. Deron Payne is in the top 10 and ranks really high on this list. We'll tell you how high and we'll discuss how the commander should be prioritizing getting a deal done with him as opposed to Montez Sweat and Cam Curl and what they should do with Chase Young and his option to be picked up this offseason. We'll get to that next right here on Grant and Danny. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, I've said all along that you got to keep, you got to do whatever you can to keep your on. I mean, he, he's a dominant player and, he used to be just a run defender. Now he's proven that he can rush a passer, and that's kind of what my thought was when we drafted him. I, he was athletic. He's big. Uh, he, he can do a lot of different things on the front. I mean, he can two-gap. He can shoot the gap. Um, he can stop the run. He can rush a passer. He's a guy you got to keep. Uh, him and Jonathan Allen are key components of that defense. You start messing with that defense without a quarterback, I mean, you're going to have to play great defense to win here. Uh, because the quarterback is an unknown still for the next couple of years, probably. So uh, I would do whatever I could to keep him because he is a stud. Or is the quarterback unknown? Might the commanders have stumbled into the answer in Sam Howell? The offseason will help us to answer that question, and then he's going to have to go play football at some point if they give him a chance to be their starter. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. That was Jay Gruden, obviously, end of the season when we asked him, can you pay Deron Payne when you've already paid one defensive tackle huge money in Jonathan Allen? The reason Payne comes up on the show today, Danny, is ESPN released their top 50 free agents with the offseason now looming in just one game left, the Super Bowl under two weeks from right now. Matt Bowen, longtime friend of the show, former Washington Redskin, wrote the piece for ESPN, studied the film, and ranked... His 50 best free agents going into the offseason. Lamar Jackson of the Ravens, who's won an MVP award at quarterback, was number one. He's going to only be 26 years old entering the age, uh, entering his 2023 season. I would say Lamar Jackson as the number one free agent is a no-brainer because of the value at quarterback. Former MVP. The way he's played, right? Number two free agent on the board is actually going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Nice showcase. Orlando Brown Jr., the starting tackle for the Chiefs, is 6'8 and 340 pounds. He is great in the run game. He does a really good job moving his feet in the passing game as well. Had a a pass-blocking win rate of 91.8% when blocking for Patrick Mahomes 
which ranked 18th among all offensive tackles over the last couple years, while playing on the franchise tag this past year, he really stepped his game up. Bowen ranks him the number two player in the NFL in free agency. Part of that might be that he plays tackle. But again, this is a really good starter at a critical position. Yeah, he's a superstar that goes unheralded. That's a key cog in that machine there. Then you get to back-to-back defensive tackles, including Payne. Javon Hargrave of the Eagles, third. Payne, fourth. I'm a little surprised Hargrave's ranked ahead of Payne only because of the age. Hargrave entering a age 30 season. Payne is going to be 26 when next year begins. But look, Javon Hargrave of Philly, who's helped helped get the Eagles to the Super Bowl, the 2022 season he just had was dynamic. And he's got a much longer track record of dominance than Deron Payne does. Uh, 11 sacks, 37 tackles this season, 17% pass rush win rate when lined up against the interior, ranked third in the NFL uh, behind Kansas City's Chris Jones, Houston's Malik Collins. Whereas Payne listed fourth, 11 and a half sacks, 32 tackles. The big 6'3", 320-pound Alabama product had a pass rush win rate of about 12.7%, which ranked 12th in the league. Going to be in line, obviously, for massive money. Yeah, his pass rush win rate was tremendous. Javon Hargraves was that much better. I think that's the reason you separate them, right? Because to me, who would I rather employ? It's Deron Payne. Not because I think he's better than Hargrave, but because of the age. You mentioned it. Four years and a lot of miles uh, on those bodies. A lot of hits in the trenches. I agree. I will say, though, that in Javon Hargrave, you've got a proven commodity who before this year had seven and a half sacks and on multiple occasions has had at least six and a half and had his breakout 11 sack season. Payne, this year was unlike anything we'd seen previously. Now, I can go over the specifics of the numbers in a moment, but... The one thing that worries me about paying Deron Payne huge money, and we're going to have Brad Spielberger of PFF on at the top of the hour to go around the NFL. He was a salary cap expert in a front office, so we can ask him what type of money Payne might be due for. But the 25-year-old just had a year with money being dangled in front of him that was twice as good as he's ever been before. There is a concern for me as to whether or not he'll replicate that. If you're just paying Deron Payne to be one of the top 10 defensive tackles in the NFL based on this season, which means paying him close to $20 million top five type money, which is what he's going to garner this offseason based on when he got in line. You're counting on him repeating this. What you got from him in 2022 has to be the new norm, Danny. Mm -hmm. Here's his, his stats in his career over five seasons. In order, sacks, five Two, three, four and a half, eleven and a half. One of those numbers is not like the others. <clears throat> Tackles for loss. Six, three, seven, six, eighteen. Eighteen this year, by the way. Quarterback hits. Gosh. Eight, four, eight, fifteen, twenty. This twenty twenty two season, while magical and amazing, it's gonna be really hard to run back. And that's why I think the franchise tag where you could basically just keep him around for a year and see what he does, might actually make some sense in this case. I know. You generally want to stay away from it for a million to one reasons, right? It becomes the new floor. It's harder to negotiate, et cetera. But what you're buying, it's from the team perspective now, it's basically buying insurance against what you're talking about. If you're not certain that this is the new normal, if you are, by the way, 
you know, you obviously need to be right, but go ahead, make your bet. Put the money down. He's your guy. No problem. If you do have that little bit of reservation, a little bit of doubt that a guy in a walk here put up this career year and you go, is this the new normal or was this, you know, sort of a one time, uh, everything was perfect, et cetera, then you could do the franchise tag. Now it costs you on the back end. It's a, it's going to be a larger contract. It'll be one year ahead, one year later when it comes to free agency. And again, there's a new salary floor that the agent will do a really good job exploiting, et cetera. It costs you money to be sure. But sometimes that's worth it for teams, and this might be one of those cases. If you're curious, by the way, Payne, the fourth free agent in this top 50 listed by Matt Bowen, Geno Smith of the Seahawks at the quarterback position is five. And then Mike McGlinchey, the starting right tackle of the 49ers, listed sixth ahead of Tom Brady, Saquon Barkley, rounding out the top ten, Daniel Jones of the Giants. I find McGlinchey interesting because Washington's going to be in the market, I think, for a right tackle. Now, they may not want to break the bank on a right tackle, but I think they're going to kick Sam Cosme into guard this offseason and sign a starting tackle. So I think people assume they have to sign two starting guards, and I don't. I think they'll sign a starting guard, probably on the left side, and they're going to have Cosme start at right guard, and they'll have a new right tackle and probably a new center. I was going to say, center and, and right tackle to me are the ones that I've got circled. Center's going to be a huge position they need to upgrade or figure out. Whether that means they're going to run the Rulie thing back on a new contract, I just and, don't think you can with the injuries that have happened. It's it kills been a me couple to say. Of, a massive injuries. Yeah. He's a really good player when I know. he's been healthy. I, I would not be opposed, by the way, to them either where they're picking or trading down, taking a center in the first round. I know that sounds crazy, no, but if if they want to play this version of football, where they just run the football and, and bully ball people and play time of possession, smash mouth pigskin. I got no problem with taking a center, spending a bunch on a guard, spending on a tackle. And it was specifically, if you're going forward with Sam Howell, you better help him and, and keep yeah. him upright. I'm allocating resources. So it, let's say there's no center that's in their slot or in, in that range. It's from 16 or if they trade back into the mid-20s. But there is a right tackle, you go that way. And you could you know be a, in the free agent market for center, get a veteran who knows what the hell he's doing. There's a million different ways to go. What I demand, though, is resources allocated to that position group. That's my offseason priority, right? Because you're you're good at running back. You're really, really good at receiver. I'd like another tight end, but you've got enough bodies there. You maybe hope somebody emerges, and that may be not what you're majoring in in terms of the pass game. And that guy may be more of a glorified blocker at this point. I need to major in offensive line improvement. That's the biggest thing separating me right now, I think, from giving Sam Howell the best shot. Yeah, I, there are a bunch of pretty decent guards available. So I think it will be easy for them to do a lot better at guard this offseason than last offseason. Any former Carolina Panthers on that list? Or? That's one issue. Yeah. They're going to have to break type here. They're going to have to not sign someone just because they played That's for the be Panthers. Tough for those guys. And they're going to have to actually spend a little bit of money, which mm. I know they don't love to do. But if they're willing to do those things, they can go get themselves a pretty good guard. But specific to pain here, which is really the topic at hand, again, ESPN's top 50 free agents came out this morning. They list Deron Payne fourth. What I'm curious about and what I think we should dive into is where should they prioritize him this offseason as it pertains to the other guys that they need to pay? Montez Sweat is in kind of now or never time to get an extension and a big contract. Cam Curl, it is time to pay Cam Curl and extend him. Looks like a star in the making at safety. They have to make a big decision about Chase Young. 
And I know that right now is not the time to do that, but these things all fit together like a puzzle. Yeah, it's team building, man. You got to know what you're thinking about Chase Young and have a plan moving forward with him before you know what you can allocate to these other guys. And I can tell you that everything I've heard is that it is far from a guarantee that they pick up Chase Young's fifth-year option. In fact, if I had to bet right now, I would tell you they don't pick up his fifth-year option based on coming off the injury, what they saw, the, the future now, and, and what, how it looks, and the fact that they'd be paying him almost $18 million in his fifth year. Mm-hmm. And for people that don't really grasp what we're talking about, when you're drafted in the first round, your contract is four years. But if you're taken in the first 32 picks in round one, as a benefit to going in the first round, the team is able, that drafted you, only that team that drafted you, they're able to add a fifth year to your contract if you're still on that team. They have to agree to pick up the option, though, before the fourth year that you play. So in other words, Chase Young's going into his fourth season. The commanders have to decide in the next several weeks whether or not they will pick up Chase Young's fifth year. If they do, you're under contract here in Washington for two more seasons. If they don't, Chase Young is a pending free agent who goes into the final year of his contract. I wouldn't pick up his option. And I know a lot of people think they will just because he was a second pick or because of all the hype or how many times the word generational has been thrown around. But I'm telling you right now, they're still discussing this. I do believe this is an ongoing conversation. That This is an internal debate. But there is a good chance they don't. I'm not even worried about Chase Young getting paid when I'm thinking about Payne, Sweat, and Curl. I'd rather pay all three of those guys before him. Agreed. He's got to earn it. You know, he's got to show something. And and if he's and great, if it happens, we'll figure it out. Exactly. Good problem to have. Now I got to trade one of those guys because I can't lose him. Fine. But in the meantime, I'm not picking up his option. I'm not worrying about paying him. But how do you guys listening and calling? on the MGM National Harbor listener lines at 800-636-1067. Want to see them go from the perspective of curl, sweat, pain, and how they should prioritize. I think that's a very real question. I, I do too. And this is these are the decisions they're facing right now, by the way. It's not just for this week, week-to-week league. This is for the next handful of seasons, how they're going to develop. And you better get these ducks in a row yep. this calendar month here in February because the league year starts in early March. if you want to hop in. Grant and Danny with you on the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
Well, we think he's he's a piece. He, you know, he, he he fits the formula of what we want to do and how we want to play, uh, and he's got the skill set that 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 you would like to have. Um, you know, we think his presence on the football field was outstanding this season, and he did a lot of good things for us. And it is most certainly you know something that um, you know we have to talk about and make sure we can uh, figure it out as we go forward. That's Ron Rivera on Deron Payne. Welcome back. We're Grant and Danny. This is the fan. ESPN's top fifty free agents list dropped today. Lamar Jackson, Orlando Brown, and Javon Hargrave. Quarterback, tackle, and defensive tackle. The only three players in football with expiring contracts that ESPN says are better players of the future than Deron Payne. And so we're asking you, you got to pay Montez Sweat probably? You need to get a deal done with Cam Curl? Where should Deron Payne, after one monster season and a few really good ones before that, figure into this conversation? He was exceptional this year. Paul's in Southern Maryland. What's up, Paul? Uh, hey, guys. So, um, yeah, my concern is a lot like yours regarding Deron Payne and uh, how much more he produced this season uh, in comparison to the last couple. Uh, but uh, given the talent that we have with uh, Derek Forrest, uh, I don't know. I would prioritize sweat and pain uh, in either order uh, over the safety position. Uh, but I definitely think that if it's doable, uh, extending pain is something that would be in our best interest for sure. Appreciate you, dude. That's where I am. I think this year is not just a, a fluke, but I think it's a development. I think it's a breakout. I think you saw some of the culmination of, of the work that he's put in. Some of the moves that he employed this year, he simply didn't have in his bag a year, two years, three years ago, right? That um, lining up on, if I'm looking at Grant, if I'm Deron Payne, just imagine I'm like in great shape and I'm like an NFL player now, but I line up on your right shoulder, that move where he ripped across the face of whoever he was going up against, whether it was a guard or a center, whatever, was lethal, couldn't be blocked. That He didn't do that a handful of years ago. Not because he's going to get paid, because he's really good now. He's worked at that. I'm seeing that. I'm rewarding that. I'm betting big on that. I'll worry about the next guy next. But I, I now have got a lethal tandem in the middle where that can be the basis for kind of a modern-day pass rush. So you get to pay, you get to pay him or Curl. Pain. Who are you sweat. Pain. So, so in what order are the three? I love Cam Curl. But, so I, think, I, but I think safety's... Got to be third, just in terms of priority so of how rare they are. But he's not a safety, really. I, I know mean, he's, he's, a safety he's safety plus. Name. Yeah. So, so to me, I, I would put curl higher. I, I guess I would put sweat third. I, and I hate saying that in the same way you hate what you just did. But Cam Curl, when he played, they were six five and one. When he didn't, they were two and three. And, and I know that sounds silly, but they allowed eighteen point one points per game with Cam Curl and twenty five without him. They allowed 293 yards with him, 332 yards without him. Yards per play, 4.9 with him, 5.7 without him. Saw some of these stats via Matt Paris of the Washington Times. I mean, he was invaluable to them. So I, I think you have to keep him. The fact that you've already paid Allen makes Payne more susceptible to, to allow a walk, for sure. But D-tackle has grown in importance. And you're right, in a traditional safety sense, like five years ago, eight years ago, we're just talking about safeties on the show. The conversation's different. Yep. But he's not a safety, really. He plays some safety, and he plays some corner. He does and he everything. Plays he's some great. linebacker. He's all over the place. Gary's in Upper Marlboro. What's up, Gary? Hey, hey guys. First time caller. Listen to your show all the time. 
Hey, look, I agree that Cam Curl should be the priority over De'Ron Payne, okay? And just for the reasons you said, they were a much different defense with him in there than with De'Ron Payne and all those other guys playing. And you kind of remind me of the safety back in the Indianapolis Colts days. Bob Sanders? Undersized safety. Yes. They were a different Sanders on field. Out all those guys, the defense didn't play much better. I'm not saying he's Bob Sanders, but this kid plays, they play much better with him on the field than without him. And as far as De'Ron Payne is concerned, I don't know this young man, but I guess he got, he appears to have a little bit of Albert Haynesworth in him. I am so afraid that we pay this guy and then he goes, he reverts back to being a good tackle after he gets paid than being the great tackle he showed yesterday. Well, I'm not going to slap a Hainsworth on him, right? That, that is evil. That's tough. No one deserves that, and certainly not Payne after the year he had. Thank you for your inaugural call into the program. What I will tell you is I hear and understand and relate to any kind of trepidation you might have about paying a guy after a career year. Totally. Just in general. If you've been one thing for the majority of four years and then you're a completely better version of that, in the year before you get paid, that's a bit unsettling. I'd rather pay a guy, say Javon Hargrave, also a free agent tackle, with a track record, who's older at thirty, because he's done it a few times. Now, Payne at twenty-six, Hargrave at thirty—that's now evened out, and maybe you can make the case Payne's a better option. But I am a little bit nervous about whether or not you get the same follow-up season. You guys can weigh in on Payne and Curl and Sweat and what they should do at eight hundred six three six. 1067. Let's ask Brad Spielberger this question. He's a former cap expert in a front office. He's with PFF. He'll join us next on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.